0: Welcome to the Rock and Metal
1: Combat Podcast with Doctor Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, bam, bam. diddly D. Hey,
2: it's me, Doctor Fuck, and with me is
1: Oh Yeah.
2: In Wadley,
0: in Wadley, tell us, who do we have with us today? Oh man, now this is a special occasion for our fan paid for episode. The person who picked this episode is not on, on the show. The, and who picked it was the lovely Gina Elizabeth, the queen of the kiss, 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 hard rock, heavy metal page.
2: So then who would be her spokesperson?
0: Hmm, I don't know. Could it be... Satan?
1: No! He, it's Bill Wang! Bam, bam, bam! Hi, Bill. Rock hey, 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 Rock and Mill Combat Podcast, place to be D L D. Bam! And yes, this is for Gina Elizabeth, also known as Hot Ass Hotling. Bam. <laughs> Damn, it's been too long, bro. I know, I know. I miss you guys, man. Yeah, what, man what was I, mean, what funny, was... I
2: kept I, I kept telling Ian, man, we gotta have Bill, and he's like, fuck you, fuck that guy. I'm like, don't say that about <laughs> Bill Wang, you motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Wadzilla. You suck now that you're still. Oh, I protected you, dude. He hates it. He's <laughs> yeah. only doing this for Gina.
0: <laughs> yes, it, it it is an honor in Gina. But who who a better guest to have if Gina's not going to be here than uh, her her better half? All right, <laughs> all right. Well, but- anyway, yeah. So, uh, what did she want to hear us review? Oh, we're going to review an album. I thought we were just going to get drunk and talk. All right. Well, we can do that too. I wish. Oh, is that what she paid for? Look, I'm paying for you guys to get drunk and talk. <laughs> no, she picked the 1977 classic Kiss album, Love Gun,
2: featuring the f- original four. That's right. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. yeah. On every song. <laughs>
2: On every song. And they're playing all proper instruments, I believe. Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome, man!
2: So with uh, a little
1: help from Eddie uh, Kramer on piano. <laughs> that's right,
2: Eddie Kramer, man. You put Eddie Kramer with Kiss, and it's it's an automatic classic.
1: It's gold.
2: What has that guy done with Kiss that didn't rule? Nothing. I, I think he only did like three albums, right? Including in, in the Ace solo album, right? You know, yeah. Kiss Alive Two. Oh no, he did Kiss Alive Two, right? It's alive. Yeah. You get Kiss Alive, Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, and Alive Two. That's it. And yeah, he's right. Album. And and it, that's, re- yeah. that's retarded.
0: And he was supposed to do the the first album. He did the demos for it. Right. And the but, demos are better, man. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I think yeah. so too. Yeah.
0: Too bad Eddie Kramer didn't produce the uh, the fucking Elder. I would have liked it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fuck,
0: yeah.
2: are we gonna
1: go down that road?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Eddie Kramer is not that like, you know,
0: uh
2: lavished. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the no. Other,
1: the, well, it, there
0: there yeah. wouldn't have been no elder. He'd be said, "Nah, we're not doing this shit. We're doing rock and roll." And they'd be like, "Okay, exactly, you're, yeah, you're Eddie yeah. Kramer, and Ace would have been right yeah. on Eddie. Yeah, Ace Ace would have stayed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as we're recording this, I'm laying down in my bed watching Kissology.
0: There
1: you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Got the visuals going, man. Watching the Love Gun Houston show. Yep. So am I, Doc. So am I, Hell bro. Yeah, that's right, bro in sure. gay porn. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, let's go. Hello. <laughs>
2: he's watching gay porn like so he can describe the Paul songs better. <laughs> That's right. Love oh, gun. Oh, trust me, it's coming. It's coming yeah. soon.
0: <laughs> All it must right.
2: be weird. It must be weird watching gay porn when you hear I stole your love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't uh, forget uh on track 2 put on some kitty porn. Yeah, No, I'm wa- I'm watching the <laughs> anal odyssey. But hopefully the cops don't come over When it's just a boy Yeah He's banging the guy up the ass under the
1: rose
0: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Escape from Fire Island (laughs) Uh. World without Vaseline Oh sounds rough on fire. Mr Mr. Blackcock. <laughs> I hope he fucking dies and burns in hell. <laughs> remember that <Ouch>. shit? <laughs> I
2: do remember that. That shit was funny. I like, I like when Terrence would go go fucking crazy. Which again uh. I want to tell everybody out there, go on YouTube and type in Terrence's review of Kansas Left Overture and forget I'm on that episode, but forget listening to the actual episode. Listen to the intro where Terrence goes apeshit on that really bad podcaster. It's
1: fucking hilarious. Oh, All right, there you go. A plug for Terrence.
0: There you go. Ooh, yeah.
1: He called me the other night. Out of the blue, well, I was, I'm actually, drunk as fuck. I was gonna get a phone call he, from Terrence. He has your number, huh? Yeah, I think because I was going to do a podcast with him a million years ago, and he obviously kept the number. So.
2: Wow, he, he has my number too, but he never calls.
1: Oh, he's
2: and writes, He never calls. Nah, no, oh, but I love Terence.
0: I'm not like you. Ian here. <laughs> I
1: love Terence. Ian's coming around. Ian's really nice to him now. No, let me
2: tell you something, Ian. I listen to his podcast, and at the very end, he has a commercial for your
0: radio show. Oh no, he, <laughs> he 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 tunes in every once in a while. Always on the last song, so he doesn't have to listen to my shit.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, he's pretty much he's pretty much on my show from the beginning all the yeah. way to the end.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't play Kansas, so uh, he doesn't tune in. I don't play Kansas either, you moron. Oh, yeah, okay. D-
2: dude, you know, dude, what you play is more in tune with what I play with him. But he'll stick there. He'll listen. Yeah. Uh, he'll, like I'll be playing fucking Morbid Angel, and he'll be in the chat talking about Pink Floyd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All righty, well, back to the matter at hand. Uh, Wayne, why don't you tell us about the first time you heard Love Gun?
1: Oh, man. Um, you know, I think I went through this before, uh, but I'm a basically, when I first got turned on to Kiss, <clears throat> I used to um, – in the neighborhood I lived in, there was a lot of older kids, and I would always borrow their albums and, and take the albums home and put the album on my parents' stereo, and with my little cassette recorder, I would record the albums. And this was... I was trying to think exactly when it was, probably like July of 77, but I remember this older kid loaning me the the album, and I would record it, and um, had my copy. This is prior to even owning a record, because I was just a kid, and I didn't have any money. But uh, yeah, it was 77, and um, that was... Uh, <laughs> Probably a few weeks before they played the Cow Palace in San Francisco, and uh, maybe late July of '77. But yeah, I remember it totally, and uh, that's basically when my obsession with Kiss started. And uh, I have a gr- I have wonderful memories of that summer being turned on to this album. But uh, yeah, fun fact, remember-
2: fun fact, uh, yeah. Kiss played the Cow Palace, 1977, the day Elvis died.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's
2: wild stuff.
1: Yeah, and uh, they dedicated "Rock and Roll All Night" to uh, Elvis. Yeah, awesome. And not yeah. Chuck Berry,
2: huh? Bastards.
1: Uh, no, 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 no. no. I- Ian thinks so, but no. Yeah, uh, racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's Fuck. that's my initial. Uh, that's where it all started for me. I was turned on. I remember Pauling's Special and whatnot, but that was, was like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah, by the summer '77, I was full on, and in my initial uh, introduction to the awesome album that is Love Gun.
2: Well, I got to tell you, Bill, you were into Kiss before me. Can you believe? Right, it? I knew that. Right. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, we've talked about this
1: before. Okay,
2: because mm-hmm. I got into Kiss. Like I'll, I vividly remember. I don't. I never saw the Paul Lynn special. I wasn't aware of Kiss. I wasn't really into music at that time. I loved the and and Black Sabbath. That's about it. That's all I liked as a little kid. And uh uh you know some I don't know like uh the Grease soundtrack I dug. But um uh where where am I going? Oh, um my first memory of what intrigued me with Kiss was Mad Magazine. had just a picture and you know cuz oh, that's another thing I was addicted to. I love Mad and Cracked, and to a lesser extent, uh, Screw. And um, but the thing about that uh, Mad magazine, it I don't I don't remember what it was, but it was just a little panel that showed Kiss, like you know they drew Kiss, and that kind of like intrigued me, but not enough to check out their music. And it wasn't until my buddy played me "I Want You," uh, he had Rock and Roll Over, and it was just he just played that one song. I remember that he just played the one song. And I was like, God, I love that song. I want you. It's awesome. I may have known rock and roll and I'm sure I did. I knew Beth, but it wasn't enough to like, you know, reel me in. It was I want you that did it. And soon after I bought Double Platinum. So Double Platinum was out after Love Gun. So I got into Kiss like right when the solo albums and Double Platinum was was released. Bill brought up uh, how Love Gun came out in 77 and between 77 and 79, it shows how time went by so slow back then. Because in that little time frame, in in just a year, year and a half, whatever it was, you had a live two, you had four solo albums and double platinum. All released be- before Dynasty. Now, when Dynasty came out, it was like, the return of Kiss. Dude, if you ever say the return of anybody today, they've been gone for more than 10 years. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of mind-blowing, you know, in that time frame, you know. And uh, I don't recall when I first got Love Gun. I don't recall the first time I heard it. Uh, I'm very, I, I'm just too hazy on that. But I'm I'm sure I had Alive 2 before Love Gun. I'm sure of it. Uh, so I knew those songs on Alive 2 more than I did on, uh, then when I heard Love Gun. Uh, whenever the hell that was. Um, I loved it, and I still love it. And I think it's, you know, just... To me, KISS in the 70s released nothing but great fucking albums, all the way up to Dynasty.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: if I was to pinpoint songs I don't like from KISS, I mean, I really don't like, I can only name two in the whole 70s, and one's on this album. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that one song, man, I think this album's great. Even... The one that I'm sure Ian's gonna hate.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I- I'll be surprised if you like this one. Oh, and also, no, there's another one. I'll be surprised if either one of you two
1: like that. I fucking love on this album. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, there's one much... song I don't like on this record. Only one. I'm yeah, serious I, I, now. I, if it's the same one, Doc.
2: I'm sure of it because it's a universally <laughs> hated song off the album,
1: and I okay. love that no, song. Enough I said.
2: Love,
0: love that song with a passion.
2: But let's go. <laughs> All right, Ian, when did you discover this?
0: Uh, it would have had to been, I would say, 86. So th- this was the, the fifth record I got, and this was solely based on the album cover. Because I've always, and I still to this day, think it's the best Kiss album cover ever. Uh, yeah, I do too. And, and man, I was just drawn to it. Uh, it was the second 70s record that I got, first one being Destroyer. Once again, I grabbed that one. Uh, by you know, by word of mouth, it was always talked about, but, but plus the cover was amazing. And next one I got was Love Gun. And just always had a special spot. For a long time, this was my favorite 70s album. And also, I, I the first one I got on vinyl. I bought it on vinyl just because I found it used in a store. And unfortunately, it didn't have the Love Gun. But I did find $20 and a girl's phone number. Inside really, the, for inside real? the, Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, because I got it. I took it home, and then when I pulled out uh, the sleeve, it still had the the original inner sleeve. But out fell like a little post it with a girl's phone number. Who I called it, and a guy answered, and I got scared and hung up because I was like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, twenty dollars, man. I couldn't believe it. And I, I think I paid like two ninety nine for it. <laughs> That's but uh, wild. But uh, yeah, this is. It's so special to me because to me, you know, th- this is and to a lot of people, this is the last kiss. The end of like true original uh, you know, undiluted kiss.
2: Rocky Rolly kiss.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and and the end of an era because it was it was the peak. You know, and you know, there's a reason when they got back together, uh, you know, for the reunion, they went right back to this era cuz I I think it's the best costumes. And it was just it was it was the peak because after this man, uh, I mean I mean not counting Alive Two, but even Alive Two didn't do what the original uh, Alive did. But then you had the disaster of the movie, the solo albums, you know, then the disco and you know members not being there. So this this was like the last shebang uh, before shit started getting really rocky. So and I think I think most of the songs are great songs that stand up so
2: shit 90 90 percent yeah you know, if you're yeah. gonna go
0: how many tracks are on here
2: 10 yeah 90 percent <laughs> but uh one, one thing I, you brought up the cover one thing i want to bring up about the cover too that <clears throat> though he doesn't look identical to it but you look at gene simmons on that album cover and he it, it's got that vibe of that very famous poster of the 70s of the king kong movie remember that king kong movie yeah In the 70s with him up, uh, I think he was on top of the Twin Towers on that one,
1: right? Uh, Empire State. Jessica Lange,
2: right? Yeah, Yeah. Jessica Lange. You know how uh, King Kong has his mouth open? It it reminds me so much of, uh, even when I was a little kid looking at that album, I thought, man, they drew Gene like King Kong, you know, because he's got his mouth open the same way. And, um, yeah, and then there's this myth uh, somebody brought up on the Almost Human page If you flip the album over, you know how the song titles are written on the album? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to uh, resemble a dick. You guys Uh, got the album there? uh, Yeah, I'm
1: looking at it. I've heard that on another podcast. Yeah, I've heard that before. Um, Yeah, somebody
2: brought it up on the Almost Human page. And I turn around and go, yeah, it does kind of
1: look like a dick. (laughs) (laughs) And we know what
0: Love Gun is.
1: Yeah, we do pull the trigger.
0: That, that, that so, who better than three dicks to break it down? That's <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Well, three dicks up. and a half because I'm you know I'm part Chinese. <laughs>
1: hey, me too. Hey,
2: oh man, you you suffer that little dick like I do.
0: That's yeah, nice. that's the only stereotype about it. Chinese people ain't true. Yeah, that's no, Gina, baby. No, no, yeah. I was I was gonna say he doesn't suffer. Gina suffers. <laughs> Baby, tell him I got a big dick. Come on, honey. <laughs> uh, she has small hands. It'll yeah. all work out. <laughs> bam, bam, bam.
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, what a great, great, great album cover that is. That is the greatest Kiss album cover. A lot of people say Destroyer. And I like Destroyer, but not even close.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have it, hot, hot Kiss yeah. chicks on it.
2: <laughs> not right. Love Gun Asylum, the greatest Kiss album Hey, I made a funny. <laughs> mm. I,
0: I love the Asylum cover. <laughs> I know. You know, there,
1: I never thought of that King Kong reference from the 76 uh, remake of King Kong. That does, and I'm looking at it, it's like, holy fucking shit, Doc. That, it's, that it's, is, it's, it doesn't yeah. look, if you look at the poster, it's not
2: identical, but there's
1: some vibe to the Gene's face. Yeah, there is. There's a really little bit rare. of a. Right.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, and it reminds me of it, which, you know, again, you know, I'm sure the guy doing that painting probably was thinking of that King, that iconic King, because that, that poster was so iconic back then.
1: Oh, yeah, 76. You know, I, yeah, I remember seeing
2: that. Yeah, it was like that King Kong poster and that Farrah Fawcett poster and Bruce Lee with the, with the three scratches on his, on, the side, on his
1: ribs. Yeah. They were like
0: the three most iconic posters back then that I remember. You know? Yeah,
1: childhood, yeah. brother. And
0: Peter yeah. Peter looks like the cat from the Cat from Outer Space, the Disney movie from nineteen seventy seven.
1: So. <laughs> Look at that!
0: Wow, there you go. Wow, mm.
1: ah, yeah, so
0: <laughs> bringing it, it out, What? Wow, <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: and and Paul kind of looks like Charles Nelson Nelson <laughs> from, from the seventies
0: ah, 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 ah. <laughs>
2: with a wig, <laughs> and Paul in. <Wynn. laughs> <laughs> all, <right. laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, so. Um, who I think Bill should take. Oh yeah, card. in honor of
0: Gina Elizabeth. That's right, man. I stole your love, baby. Hot that's ass Hotlin, that's her. That's what, that's what
2: Bill did to, to Gina. He stole her love.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did, and twenty bucks <laughs> out her purse too. Wow. <laughs> right.
1: I'm still trying to keep it going, baby girl. You know, I'm a, I'm a boatload. I'm trouble, so I'm very grateful she keeps. But uh, yeah, I stole your love. Uh, I wrote here the the champagne and cocaine of album openers. I mean, one of the greatest fucking openers ever, and a fucking epic, iconic opener in concert. Un- unfortunately, I, I didn't see that tour, but uh, I think the only time I saw them open up with that would be Hot for Shade. Yep. Uh, yeah. Right. But yeah, fucking album inspired by uh, Deep purple Burn makes a little bit of sense. Wow. But, uh, That's interesting, Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But, yeah, I fucking... I love... One of my favorite Kiss songs, maybe even my favorite, I love this song. uh, Awesome. Fucking brilliant, man. I love it.
0: Yeah, what do you think of I Saw Your Love, Ian? Well, if if you remember top ten Kiss songs, this came in at number one, Beating Out, Tears Are Falling. Uh... This is my favorite Kiss song, the quintessential Kiss song. Uh, this is the natural, you know, progression, I think, from where they came with the first three albums to, you know, I think the first three albums show a lot of influence and, and promise, but I think with the next three, with Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over and Love Gun, you get what my opinion is the Kiss sound, uh, you know, the quintessential Kiss sound. And this is just simply the best song. Uh, Amazing. It is a great opener. And uh, I wish this had as much staying power in the set list as the title track. Because I'd much much rather hear this one. Uh, Just incredible, man. Everything about Kiss all in one song. uh, Done by my favorite member. I love it. (laughs) All right. What do you think, Ralph?
2: Oh, I love this song, too. I don't know if it's my favorite off the album. I don't even think it, you know. I, it's definitely not my favorite Kiss song, but yeah, pro, definitely the best Paul Paul song. That's for sure. <coughs> um, yeah, dude. I love <coughs> the opening riff. I love the little echo uh, be, before each chorus. It's uh, it's kind of like ear candy, you know. That's how I describe this song. It's very, it's just, uh, it's so appealing and so simplistic, but yet. Uh, hits the mark <clears throat> I love it I love That um, Story You Love and it's pretty cool that it made uh, Kiss Me, so the where you know that, that movie really didn't have many Kiss songs that were deep tracks you know what I mean mm-hmm. or deep-ish you know it was just what it was Beth, Rock and Roll Night and Shout Out Loud and then this one
0: right yeah. it's the only non-single
2: <clears throat> the, yeah there you go the only non-single one, you know yeah, what a way to start the show with, uh, you know, the, the hydraulics bringing them down and the stairs lighting up. And, man, watching those, you know, which I'm watching right now, watching that stage, what a, I'm sure it was fucking mind-blowing for the people there. It's mind-blowing watching it you on know, video. You know, a lot of times you watch videos and it doesn't really capture, you know, how cool it was live. So you can imagine, you know, how amazing this shit must have been. To see live, you know. Oh, especially oh, for, back. for back. the
0: for the time too, you know. Nobody was putting on a show like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Of
0: course, yeah, they were.
2: But you know, a big myth about Kiss is that they're the first ones to bring pyro and shit. No, actually, it was Led Zeppelin, and Led Zeppelin also had shows where they had Led Zeppelin lit up behind them. This was yeah, pre-Kiss. Right. You know, if you uh, you know, song remains the same was before was seventy three. And there was explosions right. on that and then on i believe it was uh the fourth album they had the big lit led zeppelin sign. so
0: right but what you know and and alice cooper had all the theatrics but what i was getting their actual <coughs> stage setup you know and the the levitating uh drums and gene going up and you know like stuff coming down and they come down on that i, I think they were probably the first to do that kind of shit.
2: Of course, yeah, mm. they were. No, no, no. They, they, see, and Alice Cooper said it best because um, Alice Cooper said Kiss never really stole from him. What Kiss did was, you know, took what he did and made it their own, like they, expanded on it. Which, right. which is true. But you know, but you have heard people say, "Oh, Kiss were the ones, the first ones to use bombs and 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 you know." And I, I. Do you recall a Gene Simmons interview? Him saying, Yeah, we're the first one to you know, put our name and lights behind us. No. Yeah. It wasn't. It was yeah. Led Zeppelin, you know.
0: But Gene invented right. the Devil Horns too, <laughs> you know. Uh, Which was something from Spider Man and he
2: has his thumbs out. Right. His thumb out. So he didn't You know who invented the
0: Devil Horns, Dio's fucking grandma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Malik. And, and, uh, and you gotta remember she was older than Dio. Was and, he? <laughs> yeah, and Dio was pretty fucking old. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. You figure grandmother be
2: older than the grandson.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but Not if gonna... you look at the film cover, there's no thumb. It's the total devil horn. There's really? No thumb. Look at it. Yeah, look at it. There's no thumb. It's totally, totally. yeah, that's the Malik right there. Well, I'm gonna go out now to go out there and get it. I just recently oh, no thumb, Doc.
2: I just recently um, purchased the 180-gram version. All right, I'll go into the next track, uh, Christine 16, which, again, even though it's background music, it is in Kiss Me, the Phantom uh, when they're doing that little ba- makeup contest. So oh, it does yeah. show up in the movie, that one, you know. But is there any other songs? Yeah, there's some. I mean, I'm not talking about that crappy European version that had like some of those terrible solo songs on there. Okay. Hold yeah, the- I see it. I see it now, uh, Bill. Yeah, you're right. Right. You're right. He's holding yeah. it down, downwards. Yeah.
1: You don't see it. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christine, 16. Oh my God. It, it, it is to me an iconic Kiss song. It's one of those Kiss songs that I remember hearing a lot as a kid, a lot. And then it kind of like you know, if you're not a Kiss nerd like we are now, which I wasn't back then, it did. Flood bring me floods of uh of fucking um memories when I heard it again. Um, and it's Kiss. Uh, if you think about it, you know Kiss chase Ch- trends. Happy Days was very popular back then. Greece was popular. Was Greece around by that time? I think no, so, right? no, Greece was okay. Seven, well, seventy-eight. Well, Happy Days was American Graffiti, and you hear that fifties piano in that song.
1: Yeah. So
2: you get that 50s vibe. So I know that was, you know, let's that's, that's add a little bit of 50s in this song, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's very politically incorrect today. You know, it's a song about Gene, like, like checking out some chick at a high school. Basically fucking, um, what do you call, uh, <clears throat> she's been, but you know what's weird about the song? It says she's been around, but she's young and clean. Kind of contradicting yeah, right. if, she, if she's been around, she wouldn't be young and clean. It's like she's 16. She's been around. I'm like boner.
0: It's like wow, well, she's young and clean, flaccid. She, she's been around for a girl her age, and then she scrubs that shit with alcohol. I guess that's what I get out of it.
2: <laughs> you you should go back to drinking, Ian.
0: Okay. Now you're making
2: now you're, now the sobriety's trying to now it's fucking you up. <laughs> you, had, you had a good run there, Ian. Thank you.
1: The Ayatollah Sobriety, bam.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and um, the solo, you, listening to that solo, I'm thinking Ace didn't write that solo. You know what I mean? Uh, Ace doesn't get a lot of credit. Like, you know, Ace didn't write anything on Rock and Roll Over. But, dude, listen to fucking Making Love. You think fucking they wrote that solo for him? And, you know, Dr. Love and all those solos, dude. That's total Ace. Fuck yeah. So I, I think he did have a lot to do with rock and roll over as far as guitar solos, which is great. But in a recent Ace interview, he admitted the reason he didn't write anything for rock and roll over, because he already had some of those solo songs for his solo album. And even back then, a lot of people don't know this, because a lot of people, this is bullshit that what Kiss said. Kiss said that, you know, oh, because of the movie, they're about to break up, so hey, why don't we all go off and do solo albums? But that's bullshit. It was around Destroyer that they already they, they had a, a, a contract that all four of them had to make a solo album. So they, going all the way back to '76. So by '77, Rock and Roll Over, 8th had a bunch of killer songs that he was like, "No, nah, I ain't giving this a kiss. I want to use it on my solo album." But uh, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah. But you're going back to Christine 16. That sounds like. Uh, you know, kind of like Detroit Rock City. Uh, they, somebody wrote that solo for Ace. If, if it's even, yeah, it is Ace playing that solo. But it's so, you know, it's so non-Ace. But it's still good. It's, it complements the song. And now let's hear how Ian don't like this song.
0: Oh, shit. I love this fucking song.
2: Uh, I was just kidding. I was testing you.
0: <laughs>
2: I was <laughs> testing your sobriety. <laughs>
0: this is a, a classic one. And uh, a lot of people know the story. There's demos of this with Eddie and Alex Van Halen. Playing on it, which still to this day uh, hasn't been released. I would love to hear that shit.
2: You uh, know how heartbreaking it was to be at the '95 convention, hearing Gene talk about this box set coming out that's gonna feature Alex and Eddie on, you know, Tunnel of Love, love uh, Got Love for Sale, and and this song for it not to come out because. According to him, record company got
0: involved and shit like that. Uh, I I think Eddie doesn't want it released. I, I, wow! And
2: and according, uh, oh yeah, and you're right. That that that's something I didn't think about. Uh, according to Gene Simmons, Christine Sixteen was played exactly like the demo, so Ace pretty much copied what Eddie did.
0: So there that's you right. go. That's probably why uh, it sounds that way. He just oh this sounds good, and I'll do that instead of. You know. Who co-wrote this with Gene? Uh, I believe it's only credited to, to Gene Simmons. Yeah. Oh, okay,
1: right.
0: Yeah, the only the only songs that have co-writers is uh, the Peter Criss song, and then of course the cover. Everything else is just credited to, to single members. All right. Mm. Mm. Wow. Interesting. But that doesn't mean jack shit. You know that as well as me. You know, uh, you know that's like saying every Beatles song was was a Lennon and McCartney when it comes out. You know, this was all by somebody. So there's other people I'm sure were involved, but, you know, Gene ain't going to give up none of that money.
2: <coughs> exactly, yeah.
0: But, uh, no, I, I, I think it's awesome. I love the piano on it. Uh, and It's just got that good kind of old-time rock and roll feel to it you know and this is something something you really only get from 70s Kiss. you know it's so different than what they would become in the 80s you'd never imagine that band playing anything like christine 16 but i love it i never get burned out on it uh did they play this on the reunion tour
2: yes they did uh, in uh, detroit stadium yeah
0: okay uh, but only at that show i believe so yeah i I believe so. so I was gonna say I don't know if I've ever seen him play this live, but I would I would love to. Uh, yeah, no, I love it. Great track. What do you think, Bill?
1: <clears throat> no, you know what's funny is we're talking. Eddie Kramer played piano on it, and uh, it just it uh, harkens back to hotter than hell, going blind You know, I'm I'm 93, you're 16. You know, Gene loves fucking little girls. Yeah. And, like, like missing, so does Ralph. You know, yeah well hey. that goes back damn But I mean, that's funny in, the, r- r- and the reason why he sings about those uh, little girls is because he didn't know how to satisfy a real woman <laughs> that's what she said
2: yeah. yeah that's my problem too by the
1: way <laughs> Oh, shit. but yeah I love yeah. this song and uh, yeah that Detroit uh, version in uh, Tiger Stadium is fucking brilliant and uh, great analogy with the '50s. I know I've heard you say that prior, Ralph. And uh, I love the song. It's a fucking badass song. I love it. Absolutely. Let me ask
2: you both a question. I should ask as
1: we go along to certain songs of the album. Uh, <laughs> I
2: stole
0: your love. What's better, studio or live two? A live two. Uh, I would. I would have to go with the live two. I go on with the studio.
2: All right. Christine, sixteen, alive, tour, studio, studio,
0: Uh
1: studio,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. all right, three-way tie on that one. All right, all right, hey Bill, Good, that I like take...
1: that, Doc.
0: Good, yeah, that, let's
2: boy. do that. Let's do that with each hum, with each song. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Bill, why don't you take the next one? Got love for sale
1: got love for stone like uh the god o odd was saying it's like one of those things you know you hear the the you know the the legend of eddie and whatnot and i i would just die to hear it but i think it's a it's a cool song um the ace solo is cool and uh what's cool is uh, gene is bringing it out i don't know if they ever did it live but gene no, on the no. Solo thing. no okay i didn't think that so. Gene's bringing it out on this little solo thing of his, and I think it's really cool that he brought it out on a solo sword. And I, I hope the hell he comes around San Francisco with that, but no one ever comes to San Francisco, it seems like. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's a good song. It's a good song. It's not one of my favorites, but it's a good song. Uh, yes. Ian,
0: uh, this is one of my all-time favorites, and I don't get. Uh, I, I've seen. I've seen hate. And oblivions to this song. Like some people are just like eh and some people are like oh, I don't like that song. I never see any love for this song and I fucking love it. I think it's it's Gene uh, at his best. I, I mean there's just something so different about it, but that's it that's what makes it stand out to me. Uh, mm-hmm. again it's it's more on the on the rocky roly side, but I, I love like the background vocals and everything and uh, uh, an amazing track, and oh god, I would love to see Gene's solo band do this. I, you know, I've watched the the YouTube clips, and you know, there's some got real good quality and some are shit. But uh, right, but uh, I mean, what what a great song! And honestly, I if you like, you know, classic Kiss, especially uh, the the first three, I don't see why people don't like this song more. I, I think it's got everything that's great about Kiss on it. Apparently, I'm in the minority on it. What do you think, Rob? Well, um, when I did the review for Love Gun, I never look at my reviews again. I
2: should—I should I have watched it again now because I'm still a little hazy of what I said about "Got Love for Sale" on my review. But uh, Ruben delloroso
0: i love that guy.
2: He saw that review. <laughs> I love him too. <laughs> he, he saw the review and he—he um, he called me and he goes, "Dude, are you nuts? Got Love for Sale rules." I was like oh, what, I didn't say I liked it? He goes, no, you, you, you said you didn't like it. And I was like, well, that's weird. But at the same time, it was like, eh, it was just a song. It wasn't like, I never, I never didn't like it, but I, you know, I wouldn't put it up there with the classics, but let me tell you, man, uh, after he told me that, I, I, you know, I mean, not right after he told me, but the next time I heard Got Love For Sale, I remember what Ruben told me. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, Dude, this song fucking rocks, man. This is a great fucking song. It's total, you know, Rocky rolly fucking uh, uh, gene, you know? I and mean, I just love it. I think it's a great fucking song. And anybody that saw my my Kiss Love Gun review, you're probably going to say, eh. But, you know, I am eventually going to make a video. I'm actually going to sit down and watch all my fucking reviews. Because I know, I like, another one that I slammed is Secretly Cruel, and I love that song, and somebody brought it up to me. Yeah, you said you hate that song. I was like, "God damn it!" Now <laughs> I gotta make—I gotta make a video where, where I, I, you know, go back. Dude, at one point I know. Hey, Bill, don't hang up. On my top ten
1: Kiss <laughs> albums, yeah. I put Monster above Destroyer. I can't hear you. Hold on, it's cutting out. Hold <laughs> on. Oh shit, Doctor Fuck! I can't hear you.
2: Yeah, now it's like I'm what the fuck was I thinking? Destroyer, maybe my least. Favorite of the seventies, but I love that album way more than I mean, way
1: more than Monster. You
2: know, oh guys, I, hope. I mean, come on. Detroit Rock City, God of Thunder, you know. King of the night. Uh, King of the nighttime world, you know. Um
0: Flaming You. <laughs> nah.
2: Well we'll get to that review when we get to that
1: review. Ian's favorite Beth.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that song,
1: dude. That, 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 that. I love Spo- it. Too
2: spoiler for future review: I love that. I love it. I song. do too, God. I think it's a great song, and um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, got love for sale. Two thumbs up. I love it. What's after that one? Shock me, right? Yes, sir. Oh boy, shock me. Come on, dude. Come oh. on. This is like left. Ace's debut on vocals.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Recorded in a dark room on his back because he was nervous. Preach. (laughs) Fucking guitar solo is a song within a song. And my all-time favorite, Ace Frehley guitar solo. Technically not as mind-blowing as Dark Light or as fucking heavy as Strange Ways, but every note on Shock Me. That solo is as awesome as the song. Actually, it, it even... Propel, uh, propels the song even to the stratosphere, man. I mean, fucking that soul alone like shot it past Jandell. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I love "Shock Me," man. It's like an iconic song. It is the A song. It's so stupid to have Tommy Thayer sing that shit. Tony, and, uh, Tony. I'm sorry, yeah, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> you know, you know Tony. You know Tony Thayer spelled T-O-N-I.
1: Yes. Yeah, I know. Like, a, a, you know, like like a like girl. A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what a wimp! He spells God.
2: he spells Tony with, Tony with an I. Anyway, so um, yeah, shocked me, baby. What a fucking great song. And that's like, I don't know, man. It's wild that Ace was like, no, I'm saving all my songs for my solo album. But then he used that on there. I guess it was like, well, let me use this really kick-ass song that. You know, maybe maybe my solo album will just probably kill people if I add "Shock Me" to it. So let me just take a little awesome off it and throw it on this Kiss album. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I love uh, "Shock Me." It's a iconic, insanely great song, and a and a glowing example why Ace Fairly really is my favorite member of Kiss. Thank you.
1: All right, Wayne. Well, I don't know what else to add. I basically listened to Doc just describe this amazing song. I just masturbated all over the fucking Love Gun CD, man. Yeah. Fuck, well, said, well said, Doc. And a, a thick white load, I might tell my little. Oh, thank hotter. you. Thank
2: you very much, man. I'm glad I
1: got you. Got yeah, yeah. Pure white, pure white yeah. load. And yeah. and another Peter's drumming. I mean, you oh. know, we, we, in in past episodes we've discussed Peter's drumming. Uh, you know, on um Dress to kill whatever. I love his drumming on this album and this song oh, in particular. Yes. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. And I can't really add anything what you just said except God has spoken.
2: That's right. And and well, a good point you brought up. Peter's drumming on this album and particularly shocked Yeah. The opening that's, fill that's... and what he does during the song. Yes. That's something I'm very well aware of that, that I forgot to mention. It.
1: His drumming on that song is fucking phenomenal. That's why we're a team. You, me, and Wazilla. We, we help each other. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Ian.
0: Uh, well, first off, I want to say I don't know what where you guys got your information. I don't know if you went to Wikipedia. Uh, but I went to Kiss.com and it says right there that this was written by Tommy Thayer in 1977. Uh and he, he couldn't be he couldn't believe the price of Gene's coffee he was sent out to get, and he was shocked. Oh, and, wow. And, and, and this is an iconic Spaceman song. Uh, and yeah, the Catman's funny. drumming by Eric Singer is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love this shit, man. This, this is my favorite, uh, favorite Ace Kiss song by far, because uh, I think it's the most Kiss-sounding musically, like, all the way around. I mean, this just sounds like a great Kiss song with with Ace singing, and uh, where where the others, I you know, well, Rocket Ride sounds very much Kiss like, but the rest of it would sound more like what you would expect from a from a Ace solo album. Uh, but this just sounds like classic 70s Kiss, and it was you know so awesome to hear Ace singing it, you know, because uh, I came around later, you know, it's it's like other people were like, oh wow, finally Ace is singing a song. Um, but, I mean, this had to be really special if you were a fan up until this point. Like, oh, man, now finally all four of them are singing on one record. And 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 that's iconic Kiss to me, even though it happened right at the end of this era. But to have an album with all four of them singing, uh, I think works... <coughs> Hello? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, works fantastic. No, of <laughs> course it works fantastic. It works fantastic on
2: fucking Love Gun, it worked fantastic on Dynasty, and it worked fantastic on Cycle Circus.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just made a funny. Hey, yes, shock me. Alive two or studio version.
0: Uh studio. Alive two.
2: Alive two. I'll have to go with live two. But right. it's great. I'm not saying you know I'm just saying Alive oh. Two has it just sounds a little more. I don't know. I like the fake audience noise there. Yeah, I, the
1: I was just that. gonna I, say I, that the drums in this studio make it though.
2: Well, but, he plays it great on the on the
0: live version though. He
2: pretty much. Oh, I know. Uh,
1: pretty much nice. plays it the same, you know. But I, I,
0: I mean, let's be honest here. If you're asking that question, you know, it should be studio or studio with audience in it.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, a live, too. Yeah, the exactly. album was studio with audio. <laughs> exactly. I didn't say the live version, dude. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, so far, you know, uh, we've been kind of like, uh, I don't know, split, except for uh, Christine 16. All right. Um, next is Tomorrow and Tonight. I'll take this one. Uh, oh, love it. Oh, my God. I love this fucking song. Whoa. What? I heard it the first time in a live two, so I'll, I'll, I'll already tell you right now, the live two version blows it away, and this was never played live, by the way, right? Ever, I don't think it's ever been played, been pl- uh, played live even with the scabs. Um, yeah. I love it. The only thing I don't like about the studio version is the female singers.
1: <laughs> Me too. I,
2: I don't like that. I don't like the. That's the only thing that out. But as far as like a song goes, I think it's a fun song. It's them trying to recreate rock and roll all night again. And uh, I think it's just a fun song. You know, I just love the drumming on it. And uh, everybody's high in the weekend. I, it's just such a fun fucking song. But I will definitely take. The live two version way over this because I got to tell you, man, uh, the first time I heard the song was on a live two. So the first I vividly remember the first time I heard the studio version, I was like, "Oh, this sucks." <laughs> I'd rather listen to a live two version, but I've grown to like it. You know, not love it, but it's not a song I don't like on this album. It's one of the songs I like. So man, it makes me think that is this the one that Bill don't like?
1: Yeah. Yes, this is the one that Bill Wang does not like. I don't well, like it. I gotta
2: th- say this. I gotta say this. Uh, I'm glad uh. to hear that this is the one you don't like and the universally hated one
1: uh, you do like. Oh, I love that one.
2: Yeah, that song rules.
1: I love that one. We'll, we'll get, get to that, that later. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I do love a solo, though. Let, um, let me be perfectly clear. I love the solo. Uh, I understand what you're saying. The vibe—it's got a little happy sort of vibe. But the yeah, the female background uh, vocals—only uh, the Rolling Stones can get away with that. Okay, let's yeah. just get that. And and only in limited bases. Yeah. Uh, well, Eddie
2: part and part. the Boozers, I think that that makes them better than
0: Eddie and the Cruisers. That's right. Yeah.
1: Those yeah. drunk yeah. chicks. That's, that's Ian's, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> remember, Bill hates that. I know, I know, I
1: know. So I forgot I about that. You, Sorry, Bill. I know, I, I, that bug. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't like it. I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't hate, 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 hate. But I don't love, 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 love. So, yeah. Nice. Wow. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I
2: would have, I would have thought you'd like this song, but there you go. Really? But then again, I would have thought you hated the one I loved. So, there you go. Oh, wow. I'm sure Ian hates that fucker.
0: <laughs> I ain't got no doubt in my mind that fucker hates him.
1: All right, yeah. Ian, what do you think of Tomorrow
0: and Tonight? All right, well, finally, my favorite uh, member of KISS comes back, and I wish he'd go back in the closet, because this song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, what what a horrible attempt, you know, to, to redo rock and roll all night. And it, it kind of reminds me uh, of, like fucking California Cation on chili peppers i like it till it gets to the fucking chorus and then i'm like oh this is fucking horrible and those background singers and this is something you guys didn't pick up on the, those girls sing in the background that is actually tony thayer and eric singer they they <laughs> they, they have very high girly voices and they, they, they were on payroll even back then oh, oh god. god fucking tab. <laughs> Uh, I know you do, honey. I know you do. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this this one is just fuck it. You, you you can't polish a turd. And I think you know Paul was trying to do a real easy follow up to Rock and Roll All Night, and it's it just you know, you know, <laughs> take me in the cellar. let me be your fella, and I'll turn you on to something.
2: something. Yeah, dude. like
0: like hey, boys can do it too. You know, you could have two boys and one get behind the other boy and. I'll show you something new. You know, it just, oh, it's gay. It's, it's, I don't know, man. It just, compared to the other songs on this album, man, this is a throwaway. And there's actually a track, uh, a bonus track on the uh, or on the deluxe version, a Gene Simmons song that i much rather would have had on this album than this one. Not a fan.
2: What's what's the name of that one?
0: Much Too Soon. Okay.
2: I have to listen to that one again. I can't remember it now. Huh, all right, yeah. I love it. All right, all right, flip it over. All just right, click, just click the channel three on the eight track. <laughs> yeah, we go to
0: <laughs> we go to channel three on the eight track, and we get the <laughs> title track. Uh, man, holy shit! Is is this an iconic song that I never, ever, ever want to hear Paul Stanley try to do again? Uh. <laughs> He won't let this one go, even though his vocals are begging him, Uh, but man, you still hear this one to this day at every KISS show, and uh, I I mean, I love the song. It's great on this. It's a great title track, you know, it's a great, it's everything KISS wrapped up in one song. This one just suffers from overkill to me. It's kind of lost its magic, but I mean, there was a time when I could hear it over and over again, but that time has passed but just because I'm sick of it doesn't mean other people sh- should be uh, hello <laughs> I think it's j- just an awesome classic Paul Stanley track I prefer I stole your love but this one is just right underneath it but it just suffers heavy from uh, from burnout factor in my opinion what do you think Wang
1: I think you spot on man. I, this is Jean Elizabeth's favorite song on this record I might add oh that I, I I love it I love it Best song on the album. Yeah, no, it is. It is their favorite. But uh, yeah, I, it it makes me just want to turn it up, and uh, it's a great iconic song. And uh, there's not really not much I could add to what you just uh, Got to watch. Great song. Yeah, a little bit burnout. Blah blah blah. And especially the Scab infiltration has ruined it. But um, but yeah, it's a, it's iconic and it's great. And I love the song. Absolutely.
0: Well, well something awesome. that's been missing from this episode, uh, exactly. I must know. How many chopsticks does it get?
1: Yeah, I, I've kind of... Uh, I thought I kind of uh, uh, jumped the shark with that, so... Um, oh, no. I, I, yeah, Yeah, but hey, let, uh, let's
0: kill it like, like the song's been killed. <laughs> give us some chopsticks, baby!
1: I give it five out of five chopsticks, two egg rolls, and a crab rangoo for my tire. Bam! <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Nice. There uh, you go. All right,
2: before I go into Love Gun... Tomorrow tonight Tonight, live 2 or a Studio Version? Are they tied for suckiness, or do you prefer one over the other?
1: Alive 2 better. Alive 2. Ian? Alive 2. Okay. All right.
2: Um, Love Gun. Yes. The perfect song. You know, some, I mean, Paul's written some songs that are just perfect. Like, I would say Come On and Love Me is a perfect song. Yes. I Stole but, Your Love yes. is a perfect song. I yes. Want You is a perfect yes. song. Yes. Uh, Making Love <laughs> is a perfect song. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tears are Freak. falling. No, yes. But uh <laughs> yeah. oh, doc, come on, man. I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, but anyway, so um yeah. Paul said he wrote this shit on a plane and uh and it has survived the set list since seventy eight or seventy seven. As been has been played at every single Kiss Show. Well, you know, every single legitimate Kiss Show tour, you know. Right. Not including like unplugged in those mini shows they would do at Disney World and shit like that. But, one thing I, one complaint I will have and it's kind of it's kind of, it's a stupid complaint but the version on Smash's Thrashes, Hits I like more. Because when Ace does his solo, it doesn't have Paul singing Love Gun with the solo. I think that should have been how it should have been recorded. The solo with no vocals, uh, you know, uh, layered above it. Because that's... Wow. You ever heard the smash expression version? Uh, yeah, but uh, I
1: never really connected
2: the dots. <coughs> Interesting. I mean, listen to that solo on uh, Love Gun.
0: Oh, hell it's yeah. It's such a
2: killer, killer solo that I think it should not be fucked with. Just let I, the f- fucker play the solo with no, you know, Love Gun above it. Mm. And I love how they did that on Smash's Thrasher's Hits. I love it. Though, Smashes Thrasher's Hits doesn't sonically sound as good as what Eddie thinks. You know, it sounds a little
0: thin production-wise. To my ears, I guess. That's something I would love to do because I haven't listened to Double Platinum or Smash's Thrasher's Hits probably since 88. So now I would like to go back and, like see the difference, because I know they were remixed in different versions, and I, I remember how different Strutter was, because that was, like, really different. But, uh, it'd be interesting to hear the other shit. Oh, <coughs> well, I'll tell you this right now, because I, since I
2: bought Double Platinum first, I prefer... I'll tell you what's different on Double Platinum. I, uh, um, Cold Gen. um, uh, God damn it, from the first album, um, Cold Gin is different on there. Strutter. A hundred thousand years is different on there. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it just sounds different. And but then they, you know, they fucked around and did she with uh, Rock Bottom and stuff like that. But yeah. well, what else? Deuce. Deuce is different on Double Platinum, and I prefer those versions. I think those versions sound more fresh and they have more of a bite to it than the first album. And you know what, man? I I listened to that first album the other day because I got the 180-gram version. It may not sonically sound great, but goddamn, those songs are so good. That Mm -hmm. album is really, really good. I think that album gets overlooked a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. every time everybody talks about, like,
0: the first three Kiss albums, everybody talks about Hotter Than Hell and
2: and Dress to Kill. Nobody really mentions the first one
0: much. Does does the new 80-gram version have Kissin' Time?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, um, which I like that song
2: too, but I don't love that song. I'll tell you, the one song I said there's two songs I don't like from the '70s, Kiss. It's one off this one and fucking Love Theme from Kiss. For some reason, I just can't get into that. Wow, I love that song. I don't. Yeah, you're. I love it also. I don't know. I just can't get into that. You know, I I just it's the one song that I'm like, eh. I don't know, it just bores me. Wow. But I love, I love Acrobat. You know where it it expands. Oh, yeah. You know I don't mind it there. It's just because <clears throat> when I first heard Acrobat, like 20 years later, you know, and heard that love themes of gifts, and then the rest of that shit, the insane drumming, I didn't mind it so much. But just as as, as an edited little entity on the first album, but um, Black Diamond too is different on on uh. I, I prefer Black Diamond way more on Double Platinum because it doesn't have that horrendous ending. But I think what Kiss should have done on Black Diamond, if you guys remember how the Double Platinum version is, how it ends, it goes right back into the intro. It's like, you know, out on the street. Oh, yeah. a and then yeah. it goes one, two, three, hit it. And then it fades out. I think what it should have done is like, uh, pictures only begun. Uh, got you under their thumb and then just fade out there. You know, right after Thumb, just fade out and it. Not with the little, you know, one, two, three. If they would have just cut that part off, it would have been beautiful. That would have been the essential for me, personally. And, you know, not a lot of people do talk about Double Platinum and the differences of those first album songs that are on there. But uh, I love it. Um, well, what was I we talking about? Oh, Love Gun. Um, studio version, Live 2 version. I prefer the
0: Live 2 version. How do I? Ian? Uh, love Gun. Uh,
2: studio. You know why I love the live 2 version? For those three seconds where Paul goes, All right! Love Gun! <laughs> I just love that shit, you know? And then it just <laughs> smokes. It's just a smoking live <clears> version. <throat> it's just more, I don't know, more... Ooh. But yeah, the studio version rules. I'm not taking that away from it. But then we go into... You take the next track, Ian.
0: Aha! Hooligan, uh, the Lone Peter Chris song on here, uh, co written with Stan Pendridge. Uh, I, I love this one, man. I don't get your. Uh, well, we'll let you talk about it, but I love it. Uh, Peter's in fine voice here, and. What the hell is that? Well, I'm drinking water. Oh, okay. God, yeah, pick
2: that up that loud, huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it sounded like you were squirting
2: out some lube. <laughs> it was like... How is it, how is it <laughs> that you can hear me drinking water so clear, but you can't hear me sucking dick?
0: <laughs> uh, um, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want everybody to know how good you are. They'll try to take you uh, away. I think you can hear it. I'm just scarring your ass. <laughs>
1: Uh no, you guys I, have spent the night together. I might add. That's,
0: anyway. Hey, I, I spent the night with you too. Damn it! Don't get I jelly. We
1: were both, uh, <laughs> anyway, I
0: wrote a song about it.
1: <laughs> but, I know.
0: That's awesome. But but we're all jealous because only you got to spend the night with Lee Gersman. Oh, <laughs> well well you and a lot of unfortunate little children. Yeah, yeah. You got to spend the night with Lee Gersman and throw up on his on his fucking jacket.
1: <laughs> or,
0: little known fact, Spend the Night with Lee Gersman, number one show in San Quentin. <laughs> they love that
2: show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright, but back to Hooligan. Uh I I love it. Love it. Uh i mean it's not my favorite Peter song, but I mean it's there's to me nothing wrong with it. And it's got the that that rocky roly shit that he likes. I wish there was more shit like this on a solo album, and less bullshit ballads. But, I mean, Peter Chris, you know, he's got he's got the voice of Rod Stewart and and the musicality of Jimmy Stewart. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the kids are gonna love this one. I wanna, well, play some <laughs> so, some ballads at the sock um, hop, <laughs> you know. I, I hope there's no ruffians there, some hooligans. Uh,
2: <laughs> love Hey, it. Speak AA, Ian, speaking of an impression, speaking sing hooligan as Michael McDonald.
0: Well, go to school again. Whoa, whoa, No uh yeah, I am really surprised but uh like I said, I'll let you get to it, but uh to me it's just a great Peter Chris vocal. And I, I do agree with what you guys said. I think his drumming is incredible on this. Unfortunately it would be the the end of that as we all know. I mean Shortly after this, he'd have the, the car accident, and his career and his drumming uh, never recovered. But yep. but here, I mean, he, he was what he was, and I, I feel bad for, like, drummers in the 70s. I mean, when your contemporaries around that time are people like Neil Peart and fucking John Bonham, you know... And and you're and you're Peter Chris. It's like it's like being the Asian at a gangbang, and all the other guys are the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, it's like ah, yeah, shit.
1: Tell me about it. <laughs> but uh,
2: but yeah, I would
0: marry that Asian. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I mean, I mean, I, he, he does perfect for Kiss. You know, you don't need that kind of drummer for Kiss. Um, you, you know, but I well, I mean, it, it worked out great for '80s Kiss to have a powerhouse drummer like Eric Carr. Uh, but uh, but here I, I think is, is drumming is perfect for the music, and, and vocals on this song I, I think are spot on. I mean, uh, lyrics they are what they are, but to me it's all about that fucking raspy voice that I love, and uh, I think it's a great track. What do you think, Senor Wang?
1: Thirty-five Chevy on a fifty-five frame. I love this fucking song. I love it much better live. Like for instance, the Houston Summit '77. I think it has a lot more energy, but I love the song. Everything you just said—it's it's great. Um, always loved it. Yeah, I like the live version better. I know there's no live version of it on album per se, on a professional recording, <clears throat> but um, I think it's a fantastic song. I love it. Absolutely.
2: All right, Ralph. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. This is the second song I don't like from. From Chris oh, wow. in the 70s. I just never liked this song. It does perplex me how they would play it live too. It, of course, Peter Chris is my favorite singer of the four. Mm-hmm. So yes, he sings great. He that guy always sings great. And he and I love his voice on the song. And yes, uh, a lot of people like, man, you don't like Hooligan? And then a lot of people, believe it or not, more than four or five people said to me, Oh, it's funny how you use hooligan in calling Dr. Fuck, you know. And I'm like, well, you know, I was just looking. You know, I just wrote a song that, well, I don't, what was it that rhymed with hooligan? Cold Jen you know. Yeah. So I, you know, it rhymed with hooligan. So that's why you. Oh, because 'cause I'm singing the fucking songs. Not like oh, I love every fucking song I'm mentioning on here. It's just a, like, you know, I'm just phrasing kiss songs. But right, play yeah, on word. Yeah, it's a play on word. And, and you know what? as much as i dislike the
0: song i mean you know hearing you guys talk about it it, it didn't change my mind Oh, now, all right now, i mean i mean can can you put your thumb on what it is i mean you like his mm. you like its voice and stuff i mean is it just is it musically is it lyrically yeah
2: musically musically i don't like the structure i don't like that i'm a hool again whoa, whoa and you know and you know me I don't mind cheesy lyrics I love cheesy lyrics but these lyrics I just don't get you know it's like um won't go to school again I'm glad I didn't like this song because I stayed in school <laughs> um but no I just never really this was the one song that always bothered me now yeah and it's a shame because I'm I'm like the biggest like Peter Chris cheerleader You know what I mean? When people slam Peter Chris it pisses me off. You know, it's like, because if you're going to slam Peter Chris because he's a shitty drummer now, it's like, dude, you're kind of spitting on his legacy. I mean, why do you have to focus on the the amount of triggers he had on the fucking um, reunion tour and, and just conveniently not fucking mention Winterland video where he's killing the fucking drums? Neil Peart himself said that. Fucking Peter Chris is amazing drummer, mm-hmm. and he is. Charlie Benante just said it too. I mean, he went into a whole thing, how how unique Peter Chris is, and I love Peter Chris. Don't don't think I, I, I I'm I'm happy I don't like this song, you know. But I love like you know what you know rock and roll over tour. They didn't play Baby Driver, but then they do this, you know, or fucking Hard Luck for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but they play this, you know. It's just. I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe it's because Peter had a tantrum. You're going to let me do Baby Driver. You better let me do Hooligan on this tour. I'm quitting. (laughs) I don't know. I I
0: agree those are much better songs, but I I still like it.
2: Yeah, I just, nothing, I'm telling you, it doesn't do anything for me. And believe me, I've tried. You know, I've tried to
0: get into it. But But, but you, you like I Can't Stop the Rain.
1: Love it. I love it, too.
0: I love that
2: song. I love Easy Thing off that album. That's, that's even more mellow than fucking... I Can't Stop the Rain. I love uh, uh, Don't Let Me Down. I love oh, that I love shit, that. man.
0: I love the I, I love that Peter album except for maybe two, three songs. I know. It's so weird. The one I love is the one you don't love. Yeah. <laughs> the one you hate. The single. Yeah. Well, well, he yeah. had two singles. The uh, <laughs> I think You Mattered Me was the second one, you to Me
2: is okay. I mean, I don't hate that song, but I don't love it either. Yeah. But, no, no. That is,
0: but which is the one you like? You Mattered Me. That's the only one I like. Yeah. No, no,
2: no. That's not the one I'm thinking yeah, of. 25. What was the second single? Uh, I think it was Don't Let Me Down, right?
0: So...
1: Yeah. Don't You Let Me yeah, I think so.
0: I love that song. Let me see. Yeah. The, the first single was, uh, yeah, don't, don't You Let Me Down.
2: Yeah, I love that fucking
0: song. But... <laughs>
2: yeah and you know what that one you love it's like i think i would like it more without that dated shit you like on it, right and then that's yeah
0: and that's the same thing that that makes me like it. <laughs> that captain you mean that... shit. On...
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's what bothers me about that song <laughs> yeah that's the, it's such that's
1: a time the one... piece and it just nails it oh yeah, yeah and that's yeah,
0: what yeah, saves you never it. heard that you
2: never <laughs> heard that sound again after that man yeah right
1: you know, I like it. It just like. takes
2: me back. It takes me back to the 70s when I would change the radio station. That's what, it, that's what that sound Reminds me of. Let's see what else is on. Because a lot of yeah. songs had that sound back then.
1: Yeah. And it, and
2: it really is a dated,
1: you know. But yeah. then again, yeah.
2: what do I know? I don't like tears of phone.
1: Exactly.
2: But, <laughs> but uh yeah, whatever. So uh next song is Almost Human. Yeah. What I called my YouTube channel. That's almost five million views now, uh Wang, have you noticed?
1: Uh, you fucking you so I was gonna say almost human fifty six. I meant almost human. Ah. Yeah.
2: I know I know Wang keeps up with my numbers. That's why I love this song. I keep up with everything. Yeah. It's almost at five million. Can you believe it? It That's was like awesome. it was like less it was four million less than a year ago. We're almost at five million now. Anyway, right, yeah. oh man, what can I uh, this song I worship. Sure. I don't know, maybe it is my favorite song along with you know, I gotta agree with you guys that's so your love is up there too maybe it's it's tied for my favorite um I love this song uh, I love 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 the bongos now here's here's something I want to bring up to you guys that's kind of interesting I wonder if you guys ever thought this you know when when destroyer happened it bombed and they freaked out and they needed to do um and all over to get those fans back. And then while they're doing that, Beth exploded, so then all of a sudden Destroyer became huge. But it was too late. They already did rock and roll over. But you notice, like, I notice uh, a connection with Destroyer with uh, um, Almost Human because you got, like, the bongos and that weird sound shit going. The strange guitar solo, God of Thunderish. Yeah. I, I, I you know, I think this would have fit nice on Destroyer. You know it has that you know just a, it's not so
0: straightforward you know what i mean it, uh, it has bells and whistles I, I i agree but i think a lot of that has to do with if you listen to Gene's songs of the time and it also makes his solo album make a little bit more sense i mean you know the end result of it you know people disagree on but gene was very experimental from this time i mean listen to the piano on christine 16 all the different shit on this uh, you know, the kitchen sink on his solo album You know, and, and then doing stuff You know, even the stuff on uh, On Rock and Roll Over a little bit different And and listen to the bonus tracks I, I All three of them that didn't make the album were Gene songs And I mean, some of them, you know I see why they didn't make the album And, and, and one I really love But, uh, you know, I, I think Gene was just I, You see the Beatles more in his songs than even Paul's. You know, you, see, you you see the the experimentation, the different types of instruments, and, and that's... <laughs> and it, he's always said what a huge Beatles fan he is, and it shows up in his songwriting. Yeah. Well, it doesn't show up on this song, though. No. no. Well, I mean, not not Beatles, but I mean... But, you know, having different instruments and stuff like that, you see it more out of him than any other member when it comes to his songs.
2: Well, right. I, I just... I don't know. I don't really hear... I mean, when you bring up Rock and Roll Over, the only thing I can see on there that's any different is kind of
0: like the Love, the Ace Fairly solo on Dr. Love is kind of. No, 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 no. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about strictly Gene Simmons songs.
1: Generally speaking.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I just see, like, you know, I kind of feel like I, 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 I hear a Bob ezrin type vibe to the song.
1: So Eddie Kramer kind of, like, brought. That element into the song. I see that. I, I see what you're saying, but I think what Odzilla is saying is just generally speaking, and like you made reference to Rock and Roll over, see you in your dreams, you know, and there, yeah. there's that Beatle. Not not necessarily this song exclusively, but generally speaking, and just a piggyback on the experimentation, bringing different sounds, a bit different song structure, different sonic scopes, yeah. and whatnot. I see that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I see. I, yeah, I see more of, you know, colors in this painting.
1: Then yeah, you yeah, Dr. Yeah, love and your like dreams
2: herpes. and uh, yeah. Love Them or Leave Them. You know, I mean, those are just, to me, straightforward songs. Where this mm-hmm. one is him trying to do God of Thunder again and succeeding.
1: Yeah. You know? Oh. It's Abby.
2: such it's a total demon song. Yeah. You know, Gene doesn't have many demon songs if you really think about it. Yeah. What, like four in total, maybe? At mm-hmm. the most that I can think of. What? Uh, God of Thunder, this one. Unholy and maybe uh, I'd say War Machine, too. Not Ooh. for the innocent. Not for, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, you're right. Not for the innocent. But there would be another one. A and, little bit. Uh, yeah. Larger than life, maybe a little bit. Well, larger than life more more a suck me, fuck me song. But <laughs> um, but you know, um, I love it, man. This is like a standout track. This is something that was played on the Love Gun tour, uh, like a a show or two.
0: Oh, really? Swapped. I did yeah, not know yeah. that.
2: In the early the, the early uh, shows, uh, the first or second show, but there's no live recording of it.
1: Wow. Right Maybe the yeah. Canada shows? Because that's where they started the Love Gun Tour. It must have been there. Oh, wow. It, I did not yeah, know that either.
2: Yeah, huh. they played it. It was played live, but it was like taken off the list uh, soon after. Oh, that. now it died to hear that A Solo live. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Whew. There's no live recording of it. Oh, but that's It actually cool. was played live in, in the first couple of shows, or maybe just Fuck. one show, you know? But, huh? um, oh my God, it's just like, and boy, if you want to see an excellent fan-made video. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Tell them, Bill.
1: Oh, yeah. it's a fucking... I love that video. A lot
2: of people claim it's the best one I've done. I think love her all I can. I know you think Preacher's Night. right
1: uh, I I think that's evident yeah.
2: <laughs> a, a lot of people fucking say uh, Almost human the best No, oh,
1: it's make, brilliant. Man. I mean not to kiss your ass, but yeah, it's fucking you know <laughs> It is what it is Fantastic. Those are
2: hard videos to make man when you have to make a video where they're actually not performing the song
1: well, Especially 10, the eight, seven years ago the technology was so different than it is now. You know?
2: Yeah, exactly so yeah, it was um what a great song, dude. I put it up there, and ah. that's why I named my channel Almost Human. Yes, sir. Because of that, sh- that fucking song. Unfortunately, after I made my channel, a TV show appeared called Almost Human. Oh, that sucks. You know? Yeah, that sucks. It's such a great title, too, right? Almost <laughs> Human. It's so cool. It's it, it gives you that visual, you know? Those two words are so unique, like holy diver, almost human. You know yeah it's such a cool title for a song the coolest title of any Kiss song i think other than tears of falling
0: ah uh, you, you beat me to it <laughs> I, had to I had to go there i
1: had to go there me, me, me and me and, uh, me and doctor kind of opined about it what do you think about it
0: <laughs> oh I, I fucking love it uh i'm surprised it wasn't a bigger song because it does i mean especially that era the gene monster and i think he said in an interview he was talking about like a, like a wolf man or something, you know, like in the middle of transition, you know, yeah, where uh, all the almost the full monster. moons
2: out, yeah, yeah, the
0: full moons out, and, i are
2: going to change, yeah,
0: it's totally right, and and being shit. being in that state of, uh, you know, not fully monster, or, or I think he, I think he was talking about like coming back out of it or something, and you're not quite human, not quite monster, but I mean, it's just, it's a perfect song, and man, it's short, it's only two minutes and forty nine seconds. Uh, that, that I wish would go on forever. But it's another... And Ace, Ace brings out that strange
2: way he's so long ago, Oh, you know? yeah. That, that craziness, you know? But It's it... so perfect. Everything's perfect. Even that eerie, almost oh, human. Yeah. I love that, man.
0: But aside from, you know, us hardcore Kiss Nuts and even a lot of hardcore Kiss fans, I've never heard um that much praise for this song or people bringing it up and and i never got that because it was always uh one of the standout tracks on this album to me i mean from the first time i heard it i mean this was like wow you know why why is this never
1: forgotten Then more that i think about it yeah not many people in my conversations throughout the years not many people bring that up and um oh yeah you're right one that's why fly the flag yeah, fly that. Free,
2: free. Fuck yeah. yeah. Free. I could have called it Tears of Fallen 56, but no. It was
0: taken. <laughs> you
2: know, you know. now you think about it, um, Almost Human, Not for the Innocent, it's kind of got those two titles, it's just badass, you know? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, Bill, why don't you take uh, Plaster Caster?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a funny song. Lyrics are funny. Uh, makes me wonder if Gene ever really had a plaster caster done on Come him. on, man.
2: That guy's hung like
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen his porno.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: You oh, my God. Yeah, me and Gina watched that. It's like, you don't know how to make love, Gene, do you? I mean, he just told Yeah, you his...
0: right? You figure with all that practice. You know, I, I've, I've never seen that one. It, it's not that good, oh huh? My... I...
1: Well, you will laugh your fucking ass off watching it. Yeah, that. well, it's like, really? That's all you got, dude? And, and like, couldn't he have picked a better chick? I know. Yeah, I know. know. It looks like
2: she, she's, she seems so plastic-looking. I don't know. Very plastic. Yeah. But you yeah. know, Gene Gene is a fucking slut and a half. I gotta tell the story. I don't know if I ever brought this up. Uh, when ah. I saw the animalized tour, I was all the way up front, and there was a real young girl up front with some guy, and Gene. I was right. There, I saw him. He's like, "How old is she?" He kept saying that to the guy. So <laughs> you know, he, I think he is a major slut. You know, it's not a, an act. I think it's an act now. After he hook, hooked up with Sharon, I think it's an act. Even though we saw, all saw he cheated on her ass. Because he was like, no, I did that video a long time ago. Bitch, you're wearing that fucking raccoon head uh, wig. <laughs> What's that long, yeah. fucker? Yeah, he was wearing that raccoon wig, and he he wore that shit while he was seeing Sharon, you know?
0: Shannon. That.
2: Shannon, whatever the fucking name yeah, I was up front at the Animalized store, too. Yeah, yeah, right? You know, I was up front. I think I told this story on the Asylum tour I was up front, and uh, this chick flashed her tits, and Paul Stanley came down and just started following her
1: boobs. boobs.
2: (laughs) It's fun going to see Kiss up front back then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Plaster, Caster. You already finished, Bill?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's not really much to add about it. It's, you know, it's a cool song. It's it's certainly not almost human. Uh, it's, It's an interesting lyric, knowing what it's about and the person it's about and that whole that whole thing about you know uh, you know making plaster casters of rock stars cocks, you know it's, yeah. Right. but yeah it's, it's a decent song
2: cool you know I like it yeah yeah I, I, I love it too I think it's a great song um, yeah you know, it's it, it's not like wow this is an amazing song but it's it's a song to you know to fucking fill fill the album yeah you
1: don't push skip. You fucking rock that.
2: Yeah. It, it's With kind of talk- odd. Yeah. It's kind of odd they added it on the unplugged. And you know, when I saw the unplugged thing when they started playing it, I was like, oh cool. But then like in RetroTuck it's like, hey, you should have did almost human. But then on the almost human maybe unplugged. Wouldn't have sounded so cool. Yeah, I <laughs> wish I but
1: just go huh? unplugged thing. And... What's that? I missed it. You're talking about the, the convention tour ninety five. Yeah. 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 yeah Oh, you lucky! Yeah, that would have been fantastic.
2: Yeah, it was cool. You know, it was early in the set, probably song two or something. They started playing it. I was like,
1: Oh, cool! This is a
2: because they went from coming home to that, and I was oh. like, Oh man, they're I... throwing out some rare ones. Man. But yeah. um, I dig the song. It's not like one of my favorites, but <clears throat> and now in retrospect, I would say it's my least favorite Gene on here. Where I did the review, I think I probably said "Got Love for Sale" is not as good, but
0: uh, I, I think you guys summed it up perfectly. I would definitely call it—I uh, don't know if it's killer filler. It's definitely filler, but not not a bad song. And I, I think it's welcome when you listen to the album because you know some of the other songs are so overplayed, and when you hear this, it's, it doesn't suffer that. And it, it's just another catchy song, but it's definitely not a standout. And I know you asked, uh, you know, you were asking whether or not Gene was ever plaster castered And the yeah. the the real plaster casters that he based the song on, they had already quit doing it by the time Kiss was around. They they quit. Uh, oh. They they quit early in in the seventies. Most of what they did was in the sixties. Uh, it was two chicks. I forget their name, but uh, but yeah, he was plaster never plaster and caster. Yeah, he was never done by them. Uh, you know, unless somebody else did it, you know, but I, but I doubt it, but, uh, but oh. still, I mean, it, it's such a classic gene thing to even talk about and, and, and would probably, probably would have been considered really risque, you know, for back then, if you think about it,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know,
0: uh, it'd be nothing, you know, doing that now, but back then, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then to sing a song about it. Uh, but yeah, n- not not a standout, but like you said, Bill, I would never in, in a million years skip it. All Unlike right. the next song. Oh, Godzilla, go get it, Bill. R- Holy R- shit. Holy shit. This is the reason a young Ralph Vieira was beat up by a bunch of kids in Led Zeppelin shirts. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's because of shit like this. And, oh, my God, I know this will be evidence in the court case of heterosexuality versus Paul Stanley. And me. (laughs) It'll be Exhibit A, then she kissed me. Hey, it was a really good hit thong, and I did change it from he to she, and it had kith in it. No, no, (laughs) guilty. Guilty is charged, you homo, you closet case. Oh, God damn, this really uh really perplexes me uh that this made the album and that the other guys went along with it the only thing i can think of is you know at this time they were putting out you know this was the the first of two albums in 77 you know they had two studio albums in 76 i mean just like you know it'd be unheard of these days that they just needed one more song to fill it out and everybody else was just uh Perhaps lazy about it because I'm sure at this point you know they're really enjoying uh, the fruits of their success too. So maybe you know like hey we need one more song and Paul's like hey guys what if I do Denny Kithney but I change it to a chi and and you know I could see Ace like eh, whatever I got poker curly you know you know <laughs> you know and, and 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 Peter Chris would be like no you know just to say no and and, and <laughs> well Jean- I'll only play it if you let me do hooligan live. <laughs> That's All right. I, that's right, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, that's the only thing I can think of. That the other guys were just so like burned out, didn't care. Like, yeah, go ahead, flame on, Paul. D- do this song. Uh, and man, I I never like. But then you know, I didn't like the original either. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's. But man, it's I I'm, I'm not a fan of like gender switching songs either. Like, okay, this, this song even in my head, it'll always be a girl song you know, and having them just does not work for me, and this is the kind of shit that, like, you know, when non-Kiss fans make fun of Kiss, and they throw this up, there, like, yeah, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Don't hit me. Hit that Vieira kid in the, in the Kiss shirt, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and whoo, man, if you guys like this, hey, hats off to you if you enjoy this shit, but uh, yeah. Well,
2: it does make sense that they beat me up, because
0: it was a Kiss shirt that said, had Paul on it and said, then. She <laughs> oh good but you know you know what i mean when when you you compare this you know this to like led zeppelin but then i think led zeppelin like shit we need some of that kiss money so they did hot dog on their next album
1: i was just <laughs> thinking about yeah, yeah.
0: you back at that. <laughs> just yeah. just out homo them uh Woo. yeah but i i'll throw this one up to you wing you, you you like this
1: you approve? Of oh, this? I love this song. I absolutely love. It. I loved it even back in when I first recorded this album on the little cassette recorder. I love it. I know. I, I always have memories and, of my little sister, my baby sister, almost ten years younger than me, playing this. When I would play, and whenever it would be my time, because me and my sister, that's two years younger, we would pick the albums, and she would always pick uh, Donnie and Marie, and I would always pick a Kiss album. And my real, real little sister, baby sister would have to listen to both that shit, and she would always say. Instead of starting with "I Saw Your Love," she would want to start with number ten, and then she kissed me. I mean, I just for forever have that memory. Yeah. But I love this song. It should have been a pop hit single in 1977. Tells Don't you know why all you
0: need to know. This is what the little girls want.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I love the song. I think it's fantastic, and I like the original too. Yeah. Because my dad loved it. So, yeah. I like it. All there right. There you go. Bam.
2: Absolutely adore this song. This song is yeah, it's a novelty tune. A cover song <laughs> My only complaint is you should have kept it with <laughs> I could I could have identified more But anyway I, I love this fucking song This song is It's just And I love songs like this Like Walking in the Sand And you know I love when I see like A band I love Cover like some
0: Old Like Teeny bopper type tune
1: Dancing in mm-hmm. the street Van Halen yeah, i love that song.
0: Uh, That my, my least favorite song ever by original van halen yeah, just
1: thought I i'd love, throw that up.
2: i love
0: that as well i
2: i just love when bands redo these old chorale type tunes who originally mm-hmm. did "When she kissed me uh the the crystals okay crystals. the crystals yeah and uh yeah i love it it's it's a, it's it's just it's simple the little riff and you know, and I love the way Paul sings it. And I love the, the little happy solo that Ace yeah. does. It's just, it, it just makes me feel good. It's a good, yeah. fun song. And, uh, and, and you know, um, an escape from the norm. You know, something that you wouldn't expect to hear. And it's just like, you know, like, um, I'm a sugar-coated pop. You know, I mean, you got to remember, like, you know, Bill Wang brought up Donnie Marie. I mean that's the shit I grew up on. I watched the Diane Marie Friday, even
0: though I don't own none of that shit. But it was still, it was still of the time. Well, why don't you like you matter to me then? That was of the time.
2: Because I'm telling you, it was that little fucking noise in it, man. Everything if they would have got rid of that little noise, that that fucking little, you know, that little sparrow
0: noise.
1: I love that.
0: that. I love it. Sounds like
1: a (laughs) fag ass bird. Do you love it as much as uh, Ruben Rosa? No, I, I, well, yeah, I I really love Ruben. I digress.
2: Yeah, that goes without saying. That's my little spicy enchilada.
1: Yeah, he really I would have liked this song
2: more if it was called Then Ruben Me (laughs) But it's an awesome song, dude. I know it's, and it's universally hated. I've heard. You know, and I've seen people, like, I always shock people when they go, yeah, man, except for that she kissed me. (laughs) And I'm like, I like that one. then they, like, they look like Terrence on that Queen episode. (laughs) (laughs) They're all smiles, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, you like this shit? Yeah, dude, I love this song. Yeah, it doesn't fit, but it does fit for some reason, it's kind of like this album is so yeah. rock and roll
0: and it ends with this poppy fucking song. I think Paul Damn. said that. It doesn't fit, but it does fit. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you'd have to make it fit. Oh, my. <laughs> and, I make, and, and
2: I'm make, <laughs> and i the of... expert of making it fit. Oh. Just ask your mom. Hey. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> but But, uh, yeah, I love this fucking song. It, it's, it's a nice little pop tune. And, yeah and boy, I mean, every time it comes on I'm like, like if it, it pops up on my iTunes shuffle, I crank it up like it's fucking, like it's some fucking Black Sabbath or something. It's like, uh, hell yeah. And I'll sing along to it. I love, it's just a well I love those songs. They're
0: they're well written, structured pop songs from back then. Well,
2: I mean, It beats Britney Spears, let me
0: tell you. You, you brought up a great point. Like, I love Walking in the Sand and, and probably my favorite Aerosmith like cover was, uh cry me a river thought that, yeah, there that go. oh There's i thought one. that that was incredible i, I mean I, it's not that i hate that era because i love that earlier rock and roll but i mean I, I guess you're up against a brick wall when you hate the fucking song to begin with you know right and i just to, to me this was this was girly shit you know and i didn't want you know my band let alone my favorite member doing this fucking girly shit you know yeah,
2: and, I, and, and, you know, in, in certain aspects, I love girly shit, man. I love ABBA and all that shit, you know. I love, like, that, that girl twist to songs, you know. And, and and this is one of them, I guess. You know, I am kind of a homo, I guess. I don't know. No offense, Bill, because I know you like it, too. But, yeah. um,
1: I, I live in San <laughs> Francisco. I'm okay to being a bag. Yeah. yeah.
0: You live yeah. In, in, in the Castro. Live
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. right off the of Castro,
0: yeah. Message. Sam. I, I,
2: I, I, I live on South Beach. Ian uh, Bill lives in San Francisco. We have that advantage over. We have that homo advantage over fucking being
1: uh, hey, here. There's plenty of homos in New Orleans. so much.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot. There must be a lot of homos around you. You like to fall the phone. Hey, <laughs> I <don't> know.
1: <laughs> you know us people are sensitive. Do he does do an awesome. Paul, you got it. Yeah. You know. Oh God. All right. Yeah, awesome. there you go. Awesome. Well, awesome.
0: well, that that it. is the album. Uh, it's still even with you know a song we don't care for here and there. I think we'd all agree this is a classic Kiss album. Absolutely, fuck yes. And this was released June thirtieth, nineteen seventy-seven. Produced by Kiss and Eddie Kramer, it made it to number four, which I think at that time was their was their highest peak position i I believe so and uh and it went on well well, it shipped a million uh on on release now it's never gone up above that so i I, you know i I don't know how much it carried on but they, they still have certification at just one million but back then they used to ship them out you know at a million at this point uh you know just like what they shipped the solo albums out at but we all know they didn't actually sell but I believe this album did. Because, I mean, Kiss Fever was in full swing when this fucker came out. And I'm surprised at this point it's not higher. Because it is a solid well, the album. Well,
1: RIAA is, is the fault. Because a lot of records, they haven't done any of the, you know, the follow-up. But I'm sure it's gone way over that, too. Right. You know.
0: But, yeah, there is a notation on this. It says shipment figures are based on certification alone. So I guess that means, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it shipped a million but i i believe this is a is a platinum selling album i, I really do oh
1: yeah
0: and, and it should sell more than that
1: mm-hmm. but uh
0: yeah this is just an all-time classic anybody else have anything in closing they'd like to say on this uh yeah man what the fuck's up with that gun in there has anybody ever like took it apart and built it i've never had the gun i was so mad when they did the remasters on cd there was rumors that a little gun was going to come with it. But from what I'm told, they were they were going to start doing it, but it wasn't going to be cost-effective. But I've been told the new 180-gram does have the gun with it.
2: Yeah, it does bring it, but the CD brings it, but it's like a picture right, on one of the right, pages. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, I, I have the original. I have the original gun, but I've never taken it apart because it's flat, and it brings a couple little papers that say bang, yeah. And I'm like, well, how is this going to work? How do you well, make I, that work?
0: It, it's what I believe. It, it's one of those air guns. Like, you, you fold it up, and then if you kind of throw the the gun, you know, like you hold oh, the barrel and throw it down, the air catches yeah, it. Yeah, throw it down, and yeah. then it comes out. Yeah, and says, bang. It says,
2: bang, well, it says, bang, cool. bang,
0: you. <laughs> it says, bam, bam.
2: No, but, you know, it also brings, mine also has the, the little, what do they call it, thing? The little uh, kisser, thing that you can order, order stuff. Order
0: form, yeah. Yeah, an
2: order form which the the 180 gram doesn't bring that obviously because you know, come on.
0: Well, uh, then in closing, I uh, just want to say thank you to Miss Gina Elizabeth, who uh, not only a longtime fan of this show but our radio shows, uh, and she donated not only for this but also on my radio show for the uh, for the Rock and Pod Expo, and we really appreciate it, Gina. Glad we could have your man on the show with us and. Thank you so much for being such a loyal fan of the show. Yeah. And she's Yeah, thank she, you. She, she's heard every episode. She she never misses our show. And we, we thank you and appreciate you so much, Gina.
1: Big time. She knows
0: the awesome. Yes, she does. Yes,
1: she sure does.
0: Well look who her man is. The most right. awesome of the awesome. Bam
1: bam bam. Ah, I love you guys, man. We love you. And I love and I love Gina Elizabeth. She's my girl. Yes awesome. indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. With all my shit. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure you're easy,
0: like a Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, I'm really
0: easy. (laughs) All right. Well, now it is time for a pick of the week. And, Bill, since you are our special guest, what do you have for us today?
1: I've got a tasty little number. The 1988 debut solo album by the one and only Keith Richards. Talk is cheap. That I saw that tour, and it's a badass album, and I just rediscovered it recently, and just the banter between him and Mick Jagger, and he said, fuck you, you're not going to record a new Rolling Stones album, I'm going to fucking play a, I'm going to do a solo album, and it fucking kicked out, so that's my oh. pick of the week. Hell yeah,
0: his best solo album, too. Absolutely. Oh yeah, great one. All exactly. right, Ralph, what do you got? I don't have shit, go ahead, I'll pick this one. All right. right. Well, mine uh, it, it it's, uh, has something to do with this, but no, it's not a Kiss album. But it is related because the producer on this album was the amazing Eddie Kramer, and I'm talking about my favorite album from the Jimi Hendrix Experience, *Axis: Bold as Love*. Yeah. That oh. Was a former pick of my week. Oh my God! I just got this on on 180 vinyl, and Dragger. I and I suggest that. Uh, if you love it, get it on this. Uh, it, it's a gatefold. Uh, comes with a 16-page booklet. Uh, when you, On the gatefold, has all the lyrics, like the original. And and what an amazing cover it is, too. I mean, it's one of those covers that you definitely want to have on vinyl to appreciate everything. Unfortunately, it doesn't come with the acid that'll make it even better. But call me, and I'll see if I can hook you up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, de- definitely my, my favorite. I, I, I love... The other two Experience albums, but there's just something about uh, uh, about Axis. I mean, the title track "Castles Made of Sand," uh, "Little Wing." I mean, just an amazing, amazing album that uh, needs to be heard on vinyl, in my opinion. But that is my pick of the week: Jimi Hendrix Experience, "Axis Bold as Love."
2: If the hippies
0: cut off all, all their hair, hair. All- I don't care. I don't
2: care. I don't care. Yeah, um, I'm gonna do a first now. I have two picks, two albums. I'm gonna pick because I'm a little confused which one has this bonus track.
0: <laughs> oh, you're more than a little confused.
2: Yeah, I'm more than a little <laughs> confused. And uh, and and I think this is a very informative pick of the week because people know this band, but I'm sure they probably don't didn't even venture this far into liking this band and know these albums. Talking about Halloweens. Master of the Rings and Time of the Oath. Uh, if you are going to get these albums, definitely get the deluxe edition because one of them brings the cover of I Saw Your Love. That is a smoking cover. And then the other one brings a cover of uh, Cold Sweat. Smoke too well. Uh, the first two albums with Andy Daris. And I think they're fucking amazing. Great, great albums. I mean, you know, I'm more of a, you know, just about like every band. I always like the original, you know. So, you know, my my Halloween is, uh, you know, Walls of Jericho and Judas and the EP. But, you know, I love uh, I love the Keepers albums, too. And I'll even put the Keepers albums above this. But this is a great continuation. And as much as I like Pink Bubbles Goes Eight, Chameleon was a fucking travesty.
0: But I, this I've is,
2: heard that. Yeah, Chameleon is horrible. But these two albums should have followed the two Keepers. I think it's even better than Pink Bubba Apes. It's in that direction. And I think Andy Darris is a great singer, even though he's not as good as Kissy. But he's got a unique voice on his own. And I think this is where he shines the most on these two albums. The first two albums, that is my pick of the week. Time of the Oath and, uh, what was the other one now?
0: Masters of Rings. And, Masters of and- Rings. And for our yes. listeners, if you know if they if they're wanting to know, like if you're just that big of a Kiss nerd that oh I gotta get it, there's a Kiss cover. It is Master of the Rings, <coughs> and you and, right. and you have to get the two disc version uh, to get that.
2: Yes, and uh, and it, whatever the other bonus
0: tracks are, they're great too. Yeah, the, it's got Cold Cold Sweat and okay, I, Cold I,
2: Sweat's on the same one.
0: Yeah, and uh, Closer to Home from uh, Grand yeah, Funk Railroad. Yeah, Grand Funk, yeah, and a great cover too. Yeah, and. Uh, Let's see. Uh, the other one, I, I think, is just a, a B-side. Uh, Can't Fight Your Desire, I believe, is just a B-side. Uh, Star Invasion, that's another B-side. And then there's some shit, like some classical shit that they cover. Okay.
2: Well, yeah. So that's my pick of the week. And
0: check out that Kiss cover. It's awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, now the part of this is fan of the week and fan of the week is the aforementioned uh, Gina Elizabeth. And what... What more can we say that, that that hasn't been said, but we can keep well, saying it?
2: Uh, well, I don't think we should say anything. I think Bill should take over.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just want to, before I let Bill, cl- uh, you know, close it out, I just want hey, to. Dude, again... Hey,
2: Bill, man, he's
0: hitting he on your chick, bro. You
1: know what <laughs> <let> that happened? <laughs> no, man, you guys' podcast, go for it, man. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I just want to say thanks again, because, uh, you know, we w- we wouldn't have Bill if it wasn't for, for Miss Gina, you know, because she Is that
1: true, Bill? Uh, um, how so?
0: Well, I I mean she. Well, me and Bill. No, we, no, go, we, ahead, go we, ahead. we still can't figure out how we met each other on Facebook, but we did. But, yeah. uh, Bill did not listen to the podcast, and Gina did, and Gina's the one who got him to listen to it.
1: No, you're right there, right? right.
0: So uh, uh, I I mean we we wouldn't even have this if she wouldn't have kept pressuring, you know, because she mentioned the podcast. He's like. Who that asshole from the Facebook page? He's got a podcast. What's a podcast? I got time for this. And
1: she's like, "No, check well, it out." She added me to the rock and metal uh, group. You didn't even add me, either one of you guys. Ah. She added. Ah, well, I didn't know you about that. Well, I don't add anybody.
2: Believe me, all my friends aren't on the podcast. They don't
1: no, I know, I know. No, I think what, don't it to
2: what it was. So what? I don't. I don't
1: right, I think what it was, guys, is I recorded "Lick It Up." And she said, you know, this is like the week after I recorded and it was obviously before it aired. And she said, hey, man, you're going to be part of that group since you're going to be on the podcast. I'm a what group? And then she added me and then the rest is history. But yeah. So, yeah.
0: So there awesome.
2: you go. And, and Gina and Bill is coming to visit us at the Rock and Pot. I hope.
1: We'll uh, see. Let's hope. Yeah. I hope, I hope. so, too. I yeah. I, 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 Come on,
2: we
0: raised enough money. They should pay for fucking Bill and Gina to go. <laughs> I, I I think people be just as excited to meet them as us. <laughs> I know. Man, I I
1: don't think. I so. already
0: met your ass. I want to meet them. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> we're gonna meet for sure in in uh, Sacramento, dog. Yes, sir. August. Yeah, that's a, that's one thousand percent. I will yes. be. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I yeah. already I already asked to borrow a a, a a Volkswagen brand new where I work at dealership. I already asked my boss. I said. I need a Volkswagen this weekend. He's a "No problem." So I will be there. awesome. Uh,
0: mate, make sure you got a, a child seat for Lee. You got to bring Lee to that <laughs> shit. <laughs> well,
1: you know what? That's funny you should say that because you know, Gina's asking, "Are you going to bring him?" And it's like, I really don't know. You know, maybe I should. I don't know, Doc. Um,
2: yeah, I think you should, but you know, Gina's against it. See, uh, how many buses are taking? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, no, I, I'll that. definitely bring them. That, that, well, yes. if you do
2: also I'll bring a fucking album, uh, you also have to bring a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
1: true.
0: <laughs> and a small but child. Either way, I'll be there. It doesn't matter how. And when you pick yeah, them yeah, up, yeah.
1: that fucking... I appreciate Dean Elizabeth kicking this album, and I'm honored to be one of my, I think I've been on 20 episodes. It's uh, the best podcast. It's uh, great, and I've met two of my best friends. You know, you guys are my yeah. brothers. Uh, and I'm I'm honored to be uh, this this podcast is part of my DNA. You know, I love it. It's awesome. the best podcast in the world. You know, and I've been on all of them. Worth Thank anything? You so much. And this one blows them all away.
2: Thank you so much. Thank and, you, you know, I I love when you're when you're honest, Bill.
1: Yeah, well, honest.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's the so. truth.
2: Bill and science are like one person.
1: Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah!
2: Correct. Oh, yeah. Alright, let's get oh, into the plugs. Here we go.
1: You haven't listened to Mars Attacks
2: podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Royce brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more.
1: Earpealer, the podcasting and interview news
2: site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about.
1: Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, 8 p.m.
2: UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern. A rock show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't
1: be a cunt. All right, KISS Army. Since 2007, you've been getting Podkissed, the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. That's right. It's your podcast. Every month,
0: the Podkiss crew, along with the KISS room, brings you KISS talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great KISS fun.
1: Hi, this is Ace Frelli are listening to Pod Hi, this is Bruce Kulick and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, The Kiss Audio fanzine for your ears. Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Kinnis, Greg Simp, Bootlegs, and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday. On Podbean, Podcast Addicts, and iTunes. The True Alternative Podcast.
0: Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decimal Geek Podcast. And if you love this... (laughs) You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at DecibelGeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free.
1: Have you developed paralysis from trying to choose a movie on Netflix? Of course you have. There's too much garbage on Netflix to sift through. So join us on our podcast, We Watched It For You. We watch a bad movie every week and try to determine its watchability. We Watched It For You is for bad movie fans, B-movie fans, underground film fans, and cult movie fanatics alike. Don't miss an episode of We Watched It For You, a guide to the lesser-known movies of Netflix, available on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast.
0: All right, well, if you enjoyed that episode, and how couldn't you? Fucking Bill Wayne, Kiss, that's a win-win situation. And then she kissed me. I remember that. Anyway, (laughs) regardless of that, come back next week with once again, more in this series of You Paid For It, You Got It. What's it going to be? Depends on our schedule, but it'll be something you like because you paid for it. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast.
2: Then I asked her to be my bride. I'm a hooligan.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> bam bam